0: You're listening to Snowbound with Rick Lyons in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. On the phone is Rick Lyons, who is getting ready for the PSIA Demo Tryouts national team uh, coming up in another, what, six weeks now, Rick?
1: Yeah, six weeks out. Uh, So yeah, every day on snow is a training day, but right now actually, I'm actually preparing for our divisional staff training, which is even fast this weekend.
0: So you're at Whitefish... Big mountain, but still very involved in the Seattle area?
1: Oh yeah, it's, it's the, the whole Northwest region. So we cover you know, the, this small corner of Montana down to uh, Oregon, Idaho, and Washington. And so this uh, coming weekend, we're at Stevens Pass with trainers from all over the Northwest to get them prepped up for exam season.
0: And how do you do that? What goes into it?
1: Well, you know, this year we set up a kind of a, a season-long curriculum. Um, so we started out with a, a fall indoor session in Wenatchee to set people up with uh, expectations of what's coming up, what changes have come into place, and how they can go back to their staff and continue to train. We kind of divided it up into three primary focuses, uh, teaching, movement analysis, and skiing as the uh, three areas that we assess to an awful lot. Uh, And then through the course of the the season, we had a a training that went regionally around uh, to the uh, Oregon region, Mount Hood, and then went to the Stevens Pass, or actually the Snoqualmie Pass region, uh, and then out to Idaho at Schweitzer Basin, and carried those three topics so there was a full day on snow for a teaching component, an MA component, and a team component. And then we go into this weekend where we're just kind of leading into our exam season. And so it's kind of bringing those together and giving people an opportunity to try stuff on snow uh, that, that they've been working on. And this is all based off of trainers and divisional clinic leaders that they're, they're taking back to their staffs.
0: Now, Rick, you are so into this what part of it is most enjoyable for you? The actual skiing, or do you really like the teaching aspect?
1: You know, all of the above. its You know, even teaching, you know, beginners and never-evers, you you love it when the light bulb turns on and someone else gets uh, inspired to uh, continue to take up the sport that you love. Um, And so that's, you know, you just just like people to enjoy what it is that we enjoy the skiing is, is great. I mean, you, you have no better freedom uh, feeling for me personally. You know, I've been uh, spending a lot of time on snow lately just getting out and, and, and working hard on my own stuff. But at the same time, one way to do that is to pull other people in and see what it is they're working on and try to show them different ways to, to try it on, to get the kinesthetic awareness, that the basic understanding, and to be able to start applying it.
0: How are you able to keep it fun when you are working so hard, training so hard um, for what you have coming up?
1: You know, it's it's fun when you, when you, when you break barriers, when you do something that you haven't done before um, or do something better than you, you know, haven't done before. So it's, I I don't know. I just still put the grin on my face. Just, just skiing is is fun, and making it a playground, and you know, not getting not getting sucked in hard into the to the the self deprification process, right? Uh, that's easy to do, and and you got to remember that this is a sport; it is fun, and it is a great big playground, and that's what we're there for.
0: And I really wanted to get in and. and touch this part of it because I wanna focus on exams because as you said, exam season is coming up and people going for their level one, level two, level three exams get so nervous and caught up in these. I mean, as I'm clinicking here at Eldora, um one of my messages to the people that I'm working with is you've gotta keep this fun. You're here because you love it.
1: Absolutely. Totally couldn't agree more. You know it's and, and it is really, I mean, you know, we're, we're like a bunch of auto mechanics getting together and talking about car parts. We can get really technical and go really deep, and that can get really boring. And depending upon who it is, I mean, I, I have a friend, she's a personal trainer, and she's all about doing, right? And it's, go out and do it. Let's do this, do this, do this. And when you start talking technical, I mean, I can go into the engineering side, and then she just shuts down. She's like, okay, I'm it out now. I'll leave you later. Um... And come back when you're ready to start moving. Uh, and so, it's, you know, it, it is it's real simple for us. You know, there's a lot of people to kind of dig in and, and get really technical about it, but when you think about our clients, that's, you know, 10% of those guys are going to work in that area. A lot of them are just going to say, let's make this fun. How are you going to give me a great experience, but I want to come back again? And that's what you want to hear in the in the teaching side or the scheme side when you're in the exam, effectively you're looking for yeah do these people have a knowledge and understanding of what it is but are they are they excited to share this with everyone else and what is exciting about that how do they make it exciting that's that's a big part of it
0: and i know this makes me sound weird but i loved taking my exams <laughs> i had so much fun but i also had some really great people to work with what how do you get yep. people excited for those exams? I mean, to go in and and see that as an opportunity for them to really shine.
1: Well, that's, that's you know, and that's the other thing. Is, is there's, you're there with a bunch of other people, like-minded people, that, that are interested in the same type of thing as you are. And so if you, just like you would with any client, start to create relationships with those people, explore. I mean, so you're there. I don't know, you know, where you've done your exams, but, you know, I've gone to exams where, I don't know anybody there. Um, and so you're meeting new people. You're figuring out who they are. You're figuring out what's going on. You're helping them get better at the, at the craft that we all do together, and that's exciting. And so if you look at it as, you know, I'm there learning from these other people, and I'm there helping these other people to get better. Um, and that's, that's an exciting part. And if you can put it in that framework, I think you can, you can definitely excel.
0: You know, and I used part of what you and I spoke about in our last interview, where you were really challenging each other, you and Jeremy going out and uh, trying some different things, different maneuvers, um, but looking for ways to make them even more difficult. And uh, the last clinic I worked on here at Eldora was, you know, let's kind of get into that same uh, mindset where we're challenging each other to get better. And that, to me, seems like a great way to go in and prepare for an exam.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and I do that with clients, right? So you sit there and you go, okay, well, so you, you can wedge forward. Great. We can we can make a wedge turn over here, a wedge turn over there. Well, can you do a wedge backwards? You know, let's, let's see what that's like. And they're like, I don't even know if I want to try backwards. It's like, well, let's go to a nice, easy place and try it on. And, and suddenly it's like, they're skiing switch, doing the freestyle stuff, they don't realize it.
0: <laughs> well, what are some tips from you as an examiner uh, for ways that people can prepare for their exams? Because I hear a lot of people say, you know, gosh, I, I went, I even, I had a clinic with the person who gave me the exam and they still failed me. Um, what are some things that people need to look at in themselves uh, to really be prepared for that exam that they're getting ready to take, well,
1: the hard part for a lot of people is, is to get out and, and and work and teach the craft with their peers. Um, a lot of a lot of instructors are working. You know, every day they're they're coming into the children's center. They're grabbing their their four and five year old kids. They're going out for four or five hours that day. to come back. They're exhausted. They don't want to go out and try step on. With their peers, And that's that's one of the challenges. In an exam, basically, you don't have a, a, uh, a sample class to go out and show your, your skills with, right? You're taking your peer group out and you're showing them what's going on. And so part of it is to be able to communicate with your peer level uh, and be able to share that with them what it is that, that you're trying to accomplish. And if you've never done that before, when you roll into an exam the first time, that's a really awkward feeling to be in. Uh, so if you can actually get some some buddies and get out, just like we were talking about, challenge each other. Challenge each other with how to explain something. Challenge each other with how to try something out. Challenge each other with how to how to manage a group down the mountain in different manners. And, and you're just, you know, you're doing that every day with the kids and other stuff. and You do it in a, in a fun manner or you have some adults or who knows. But a lot of times you're not doing it with the peer level and with someone sitting there observing you. Uh, and so if, if, you, if you help each other, you know, kind of put that, you know, well, you know, you said this and it was kind of confusing. I wasn't sure what you meant. Uh, then you're, you're practicing the craft. You're getting out there and you're doing something at a different level and, and being able to verse it uh, where you get into that situation. You know, unfortunately, we can't test real teaching very effectively. As soon as you put someone in the observer role, Uh, It changes the whole dynamic, and the best way that we can do this is to sit there and practice
0: it. Now, is there anything as an examiner that you're looking for, or uh, you're looking at your, uh, I guess they wouldn't be students for you as an examiner, the the test takers. (laughs) Uh, Is there something that, that someone can do right off the bat to really get on your wrong foot?
1: My wrong foot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, so it's kind of funny. I was talking with another examiner one day, and we were talking about, you know, there's these these red flag things that pop up, right? And so you can kind of imagine I don't know if it was Marvin the Martian or some other guy that has a little thing that goes out of his head and it kind of raises up. So (laughs) just kind of imagine when, when someone says something that it's like, okay, well, I wonder if they really understand what it is that they're talking about. And one of that is, is the techno babble, right? So counter participation or lower angulation or all these weird you know, we, we throw these these words out there, you know. And, and I have some that I just, you know, I just absolutely hate, but you know, people use them because they're meaningful to them, but they're not necessarily meaningful to other people. Um, and they and they use a language not necessarily understanding it completely and so what you end up doing is asking questions and clarification. You know, it's not like I want you to use the exact language out of a, a, a manual. I want to know that you understand exactly what it is you're asking your people to do so that you can change that, All right? So I can sit there and say, you know what? I want you to fire the anterior tibialis of, the, of your left leg so that you're, you start to dorsiflex the foot. Well, I mean, okay, that's a pretty medical way to say it, but if you sit there to say, you know, that little muscle on the front of your shin, a little bit to the outside, if you fire that like you're going to hold on to a soccer ball, then that's going to make your, your, your foot move up towards your shin uh, to be able to do something. So there's two ways of saying the same thing. One's highly technical, very accurate. The other one still gets the point across. And so if someone can relay that in, in different ways, and you know they know the subject, But if they're just reading something, you know, regurgitating verbiage because they heard it and think that they need to say that, but they don't have the understanding behind it, that's a red flag.
0: Gotcha. I always avoided ski instructor ease like the plague.
1: That's a good call, right? (laughs) (laughs) No.
0: So what are some things that um, make someone stand out to you as an examiner?
1: You know, when when they're the people that are starting to work and help their peers right there, the people that are collaborating, the people that are, you know, you know, as much as we say, you know, we watch you during this particular moment. So when you're scheme wise, yeah, okay, you watch these particular tasks and you're looking for these different skill blends and the ability to modify them, you know, based off of what performance you need to have. In the teaching side, you know, you're unfortunately or unfortunately, you're, you're being observed the entire time no matter what you say, right? Like, you have your 20 minutes out in front of the group or your half hour out in front of the group or you're leading the clinic. But in reality, a lesson that we do, we do a, a lesson, if it's a one-hour private, we still have one hour where we, we at least, we, we sit there and we start to get an idea of what our client, where they come from, what, the, what their goals are, what issues they've been working on, any specific things that that we need to know about them relative to injury health or whatever else, uh, what their beliefs are, and then we start to relate to that and start to construct our teaching to help facilitate their learning and growth. When you get into an exam situation and a teaching scenario, you know, you should start to get to know your crew that you're out there working with and be able to help them to accomplish what it is that they're looking for. And so it's a, it's a real teaching situation, especially at the level three. Uh, that's where you're going to be teaching your groups in all conditions, all terrain. Um, and those guys in your group are, are the exact type of client that may be coming to you anyway. And so at the beginning of the day, if, if, if you're sitting there off in your little corner and not paying attention to anything else or getting to know these people, it's really hard for you to sit there and say, you know, how do you create a relationship with a client? Uh, If you're not even creating relationship with these guys here, and those guys get, sorry. Um. So the uh, yeah, the the people that stand out are those that you know they 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 get out there with their crew. They start to understand who they are, and and they get on the trailer. They talk about stuff, and when they get into their teaching segment, they can they can relay personal feedback and information relative to the process that they've gone through thus far. Uh, Not just, you know, okay, I didn't see enough yet. I didn't see enough yet. I didn't see enough yet. Uh, Let's go do something more. Then that's, you know, that's someone who's internalizing it so much to to their own, uh, to a fault, actually, unfortunately. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. What is most rewarding for you as an examiner? Do you like having a really high quality group? And if you do have that high quality group, again, we were talking last time. This is not competitive. You actually could pass everyone in the group that you have if they meet the standards. Correct? Absolutely.
1: I mean, there is no quota, right? It's it's all an assessment to a particular level, right? Um, And so it is great when you have a group that is high performing, you know. I did an exam once. There was eighteen inches of new snow, and there was no groom. And I did a level three exam, and all we had to do was ski powder. It was a pretty fun day, <laughs> um, right? But you still had to go through and, and qualify some stuff. Still so needed to go through and understand: uh, can they make these different movement patterns based off of the different situations that they're going to be in? So the you know the reward. I mean, it, it is fun to have a great group, but the reward is is watching. It can be a learning experience and watching people actually start to realize that, wow, I've still got more learning to do. Uh, I know what it is I need to do. I'm here at this particular level. I may have made it or may have not made it, Um, but that they have a a realization of where they're at and, and where they can continue to go forward.
0: Now, if someone comes into their exam and they are tense or they make a mistake, do they have a chance to recover?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You're looking at, you know, 80% of the time. And, you know, and, and it's one of the things that how often have we gone out and tried something in a lesson that didn't work and then made a, um, an adjustment to it? Because you know, we thought something was going here, we didn't quite connect to this. You know, we learn more through failure than we do through success. So uh, in, a, in an exam situation, you know, it, it's that it's that adjustment, that recovery, you uh, those those things. That's that's an adaptation. That is skillfulness. That's where uh, a instructor has skills when they when they recognize that it's not working and they make an adjustment to facilitate change. That's that's the sign of a good instructor in my book.
0: Now, are there examiners that are ogres or especially scary that enjoy failing people?
1: You know. The group that I work with, I don't know of those. It seems like historically in the past that 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 seems to be kind of the way of the world. Sometimes you know that you you have the the, the you know the the lenses that you can't see the face and and everything else and sit there and, and make, you know and with the group that I'm working with, we all want everyone to be successful. We it's, it's, you can have the biggest, toughest guy, and he gets as, as emotional as, as, a, as a, the young gal that's crying in front of him because she's not where she wants to be. But uh, I don't know of anybody personally that is that ogre. Uh, I know of more people that seem, seem more Santa Clausy sometimes. <laughs> 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 because they just, you know, but they're such nice people. I can't, well, i have got to assess to the level, right? So that's... <sighs> I got more barking here. Hang on. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's it's uh there there are you know every every person is a little bit different, and every person you know you have your own personality, you have your own way that you you relate information. So, it's, depending upon that relationship that you have or what you create, it's gonna. It may come across as an ogre. It may come across as someone that's really trying to understand what you understand.
0: Now, how are you able if, I mean, because it it does happen where people come into a group and you just kind of don't necessarily like somebody right off the bat. How are you able to turn uh, favorable impressions or disfavorable impressions of people off and be that uh, neutral examiner?
1: Yeah, that's that's why you have a second there with you as well, right? You know, that we don't op- we don't operate in a vacuum, uh, at least in this division. You know, there's there's always two examiners, two sets of eyes on what's going on. But you know, it's you know, I come in and, and, and wipe the slate clean every morning. You know, you come in, you roll in. Okay, it's it's a new day. This is what it is. We're going to start assessing at this time. You try to keep looking open minded. And, and factual as to what, what is the evidence uh, of what's going on. And a lot of that is not necessarily from the individual that's out there in front relative to the teaching side of it, but it's the reaction that they're getting from the rest of their, uh, their group. You know, is, are, is engagement happening? Are people interested in what's going on? Do they appear to understand what they're doing? Are they trying on and doing what it is this person is asking? Are they, you know, asking for clarifying questions and are they getting answered? reasonably, you know, those are some components that that really key into, you know, you try to make it more of an observation of what's going on uh, versus, uh, uh, you know, what your feelings are relative to this, you know, but they, you know, no matter what, it does come into it, so you'll look at that to some extent as to what's going on there, but that's why you also have someone else there with you.
0: Now, what are some tips that you would have for people as they're coming into exam season, getting ready to take their tests? Uh, Some tips that you have for uh, things that people should be especially clear on, um, possibly their skiing skills, anything that might give them a little, make them feel a little more at ease as they go into their exam? That's
1: a good question. Uh, On the ski side of it, uh, the, the more time on snow and, and knowing, knowing what the tasks are that your division is going to use to, to show the different skill blends and, and fundamentals that you're going to need to be able to demonstrate. If you know what those are and have done them before uh, and done them with other people to kind of get an understanding of that, going to make it easier if you if you go in, you know, that day not knowing exactly what it is. I mean, I've had I've had people come from different divisions to come up to the northwest to, to to try an exam here, and they've never skied through any of our tasks. Um, you know, and there's you know there's there's one national standard that we're we're all beholden to, but if you haven't applied any of those tasks? You haven't done any research into what it is they're going to ask you to do. It's going to take a little while to adapt to figure that out as to what you're actually trying to explain and be and show. So definitely being able to get out and experience the task that your division is asking you to do. On the teaching side, you know the the more you know, depends upon which level. If it's a level two. A lot of times here, what we have is we we have a number of different teaching assignments. And so, if you've gone through and and written up some outlines as to how you might uh, look at this lesson, what's the skill focus, what is a movement that's going to facilitate that skill, you can identify those different pieces and come into it and then how your progression facilitates doing that. And you're going to be more successful. Um, So, you know, it kind of comes into... In the, in the level three, you're looking at, you know, are people able to, to teach their peer level on all conditions, all terrain, and make uh, adjustments. So that movement analysis and being able to see and identify cause and effect relationships is pretty important. So getting out some video, talking with some other groups about it, being able to see those things, try them on, and understand those cause and effects, they're, they're pretty pretty powerful. Uh, so, basically, it comes down to, George, you know, exercising and the different elements that are being assessed.
0: Now, final question for you. What's this exam season like for you as you're testing a lot of people, but at the same time, getting ready for the ultimate exam yourself?
1: <laughs> well, I, to me, that's training, right? So, uh, it's... It, Every day training. This, this is you know. How do you run a group? How can you be effective at doing it? How do you, how do you make people feel successful if they're not? Um, how do you, you know? So in that exam, I'm trying to make it the best experience that they can have, and learning in a, in a, make it a learning environment as much as it is, even though it's an assessment. And to be able to be successful at doing that, so that they go home with some, you know, some growth, some knowledge, some some way that they know that they can continue to, to build from there. So. You know, I've got, so, yeah, damn. so this weekend I'm going to Stevens to start ramping up on, you know, with the staff and what's coming up. And we've got, you know, exam after exam after exam weekend-wise, so it's swiped here to Stevens to wherever. Uh, but you're getting time on snow. You're going to be demonstrating stuff, and so your accuracy of demos and other stuff, that's training, right? Now you're, you're being put on the spot different situations, trying to be able to make it obvious what movement patterns you're trying to show relative to what speed performance so yeah that's training you get confirmation of it or or figure out how to make an adjustment
0: (laughs) well Rick as always it's wonderful chatting with you I uh, am looking forward to the exam season coming up and I wish you all the best in all that you have coming up this month and next
1: I appreciate it George it's been great talking to you today
0: thanks very much Snowbound with Rick Lyons, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.